sorry, my dog is like getting <laughs> so loud. I'm trying to get him to stop. Okay, whatever. All right. The other day, my mother was scrolling through Facebook when she suddenly stopped. She looked at me, then at the post, and almost began to laugh. One of her friends had made a happy birthday post for her two-year-old that he would never even see, obviously, because he's two. In the post, she said happy birthday to my beautifully wonderful black son. I, too, paused and wondered when things got to be this way. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another podcast by English 11 Productions. I'm Alexa. I'm Lola. I'm Leah. I'm Kayla. And today's segment is going to be focused on the classic American dream that we have all heard from. Right. And not only the American dream, but also how detrimental this ideology really is. So how should we define the American dream? It's essentially an ideal where equality of opportunity is available to any American. But in many cases, this doesn't ring true. Each novel that we have connected with this year is preoccupied with this notion of the American dream, of working hard to achieve su- to achieve success, which is measured in wealth. Each short story describes a different perspective on the American dream based on race, class, and gender. Now, let's take a look at some well-known works of literature to show what we mean. It seems only appropriate to begin with what has been deemed the great American novel. Let's talk about how paradoxical this title is. The Great Gatsby, written in 1925, tells the story of Jay Gatsby, a self-made millionaire who appears to have everything in life, a mansion, endless nights of partying, and hard work that bore success. This novel, according to Fitzgerald's granddaughter, is timeless. This is because as long as we keep the American dream ideology close to us, the book will never lose importance. But why is this novel so widely accepted, despite the fact that it criticizes the dream that we're all taught to strive for? I think maybe I would refer to it as the classic anti-American novel because of how heavily it emphasizes the flaws of the dream's ideology. Now, in regards to the book Americana, It represents Ifemelu's cultural displacement and how American standards forced her to quickly assimilate. Upon coming to America, Ifemelu was not quick to be greeted with the illustrious American dream, but instead she had to find herself and become comfortable with American standards. Her Nigerian culture caused her to have a harder time in America. Though she respects America's many opportunities, Ifemelu acknowledges American culture from her perspective of a non-American Black person and unveils the hardships and threats to achieving the coveted American dream. The same theme is explored in The Bell Jar. Esther appears to have everything going perfectly for her. A model job in New York, a bright future ahead of her, and a good education, like the perfect American dream. Yet she's still really unhappy and ends up going to a few mental hospitals trying to find satisfaction from the emptiness that the notion of the American dream left her with. In the beginning, she says, a girl lives in some out of the way town for 19 years, so poor she can't afford a magazine. And then she gets a scholarship to college and wins a prize here and a prize there and ends up steering New York like her own private car. However, she's still convinced that it is the worst thing in the world. 
Sorry. In the novel The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, looks at the American dream from the perspective of an African American man. He does. The riots that break out in Harlem are similar to those that are happening now all around this country. The riots in the novel novel started over the death of Todd Clifton, who was shot by a police officer. The Harlem community is outraged by his death and the lack of action taken towards justice. At the same time, the Brotherhood decides to stop the activities in Harlem to pursue other interests. Now, it takes very little for the riots to break out. Store Store windows are smashed and fires break out. The riots that are happening now that are happening now over the death of George Floyd and other African Americans at the hands of the police are slightly different. Both riots are fueled by years of inequality and are sparked by the death of a black man. However, our protests started out peaceful and escalated to violence due to police actions. Violent riots and protests do not happen over nothing. They are the result of years of offenses and inequality. Sometimes, Always following the rules and doing what you're supposed to do doesn't change how one is perceived in the eyes of their oppressors. Violence doesn't always solve all problems, but in America, some of the largest social and political change has happened when the voices, when voices are forced to be heard. Almost four years ago, I sang It's Going to Rain with my church youth choir. We loved it, and I remember going home with my best friend at the time and singing the same song over and over again. That may be why I was pleasantly surprised to see it quoted at the beginning of James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time. Although the text is addressed to Baldwin's nephew, anyone who reads it cannot help but resonate with what is said. There is no doubt that Baldwin's words, you were born where you were born and face the future that you faced because you are black and for no other reason, is still the cry of Blacks in in America today. Probably the most stunning thing he states is on page 10. He says, we cannot be free until they are free. It is true that this fight for freedom is not as much for us as it is for everyone around us. Throughout many of these novels, different characters experience an inability to achieve the American dream. This notion translates over to the inequality and racial discrimination that is occurring in the world today. For years, America has failed to acknowledge the inequity that Black people face. But now, the American people have created a huge shift. From signing endless petitions and having difficult talks with family and friends, to going to protests and donating time and money, it is clear that change is on the horizon. This change, however, should have happened hundreds of years ago. All in all, our year-long study of the American dream through literature has taught us this. This dream, or dare I say nightmare, causes more grief, strife, and pain than it does comfort and joy. The study doesn't just end here, but it goes for the rest of our lives. Definitely. It is certainly not all it appears to be, and realizing this is the first step to dismantling the standard that is so unjust to so many Americans. These protests might just be the first step to creating a society that generally represents the ideals of Americans, the American ideals of equality, opportunity for all. We can't stop fighting for what's right. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh my god, I held my breath the whole time. <laughs> what? Yay. Okay, should I stop it? Yeah. Yeah.